0: Alrighty. All right. So first off, um, let's see here. The, the Christmas party that Steve mentioned. Let me get the mics going here. Am I in the middle of the screen, kind of? Here, I, I wasn't able to adjust this. Okay. All right. Oh, I set it up earlier. And I didn't. I needed a model or something. All right. Christmas party, December fifth, Saturday. Put it in your calendars. Part-ay. Partay, yes. We're all going to Steve's. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, we're not. We're. It's here at the church. So on Saturday, December 5th, uh, 5 o'clock, we'll meet here in the Common Grounds down here. Uh, we'll have a little Christmas party. Leon and Amita are, are, are kind of heading it up with a, a vegetable, beef vegetable soup. Uh-huh. And then their son's doing bacon-wrapped stuffed jalapenos, Ooh. which I love those too. So we have a sign-up sheet. So what we'd like to do is they're going to bring kind of the main the big bowl of soup. And then we'll bring like sides, things that you want to bring, uh, kind of have a long dinner. So we're going to pass this. Sunday? Come again? No. Saturday. 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 Saturday, December five. Okay. But what time?
1: Happy
0: birthday. Five o'clock.
1: <laughs> yes, I can go.
0: We're good. Five o'clock Central. Yes, we always have to specify time zone at work. So, uh, yeah. So five o'clock Saturday, and we'll be done by seven or seven thirty or so. So it won't be a big rager thing. So, all right. So we're going to pass that around. All right. uh, let's see what else. Let's see, it. I got lots of papers and stuff. All right, so we're going to pick up what, what we're going to do today. Steve, last week, Steve started chapter three of The Way of the Master. Hopefully, everybody brought their workbooks. Everybody bring them? Everybody has them, wow, except Rich, Rich Bandone. Well you can we can add living. Yeah, so good. So kudos for that for bringing your book. Oh I have a Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Let me get these. I got a whole stack of candy bars.
1: Oh, no, and a whole stack of tracks.
0: Yeah, I can get I can pick those up. Alright, so here's these. One page, one. We'll be giving these away. Four. Yeah, pay Four attention. Two. All right, we're going to pick up in chapter three,
1: okay, not
0: three. <laughs> uh, which is on page thirty-one. And this is a lesson uh, on overcoming fear that we started last week. Now, you know, I don't know if you guys had noticed, but on the videos, they always, they always have that little logo. Okay, the little logo on the front of the book. You know, I'm used to hearing what would Jesus do, but that's not that. And so I, you know, I'm inquiring mind. I had to figure out what that means. I thought it was maybe Latin or something. Does anyone know what that logo means? No, did you figure it out? I figured it out. What, what did Jesus do? Yes, what did Jesus do? Oh. So they did a little play on the thing. We always say, what would he do? Well, this book teaches us what he did. What he did. So I thought that was kind of cool. I've okay. always seen that logo and it bugged me. I didn't know what it meant. So that's what it means. Steve knew all right learning to overcome fear now he started last week we'll just do a kind of a quick review uh there on page 31 uh, he asked think of a time actually i don't know if we did cover this last week and this is going to be very interactive this morning so i'm going to kind of follow the book here so hopefully everybody's in a talking mood uh, I'm really kind of not, so that's ironic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, good. All right, think of a time when you sensed that you should have shared the gospel with someone. I think it's happened to all of us. You're talking to somebody, you're at a gas station, you're at Walmart, and you just, you just sense the Holy Spirit telling you to take this further and talk to this person. Does anyone want to share any specific example of that? When
1: we, di- we should have and we didn't?
0: When you should have and you didn't.
1: Um, okay, so, all right. The other day, well, I, I told my group this, and um, I was working, and again, I was, I was on some deliveries, and I saw this woman walking, and I, she had a Walmart vest on.
0: Okay, yeah. And
1: I wanted to pick her up right then, but I couldn't because I had a bunch of deliveries. And so... I went and dropped them off, and anyway, on my way back, I saw her, so I stopped, and I picked her up. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> I did invite her to church and to, to our recovery group, and I kind yeah. of was telling her, you know, that that I've been in recovery for almost two years, and and then she told me a little bit that she has, you know, some problems drinking and, and stuff, so I gave, I gave her my phone number, and I asked her to come, but well, I
0: didn't want nice to really share
1: the gospel, but I probably should have, you know? yeah.
0: Now, did she actually work at Walmart, or she just... Yeah, she,
1: yeah, she worked at Walmart. Okay. I just, I just drove back to Jimmy John's, and she walked from there. But yeah. I brought her down by Dollar General, so it's like... Oh,
0: wow, that's a long walk, yeah. Okay, well, that's nice, of you. anyway, well, it was... you planted little to see, but... Yeah, and I've done that kind of stuff, too. You're with somebody, and you feel prompting by the Holy Spirit, but, but I don't. Mm-hmm. So then I do what probably that we've all done is, you know, I go to my car, I go home, and I pray, Lord... Send some worker or someone to them, yeah, you know, and it's I've missed the opportunity, and so we need to be always you know ready to to look for those because that's what most of us do All right. good um, point to ponder at the bottom of page thirty one we kind of covered this in some of the videos about friendship evangelism how the uh, way of the master doesn't really promote being a friend first and then sharing the gospel, so we'll, we'll move on. All right, then view the video, bottom of page three. We've seen the video last week. That's where they talked to that couple um, that kind of slowly came around, which a lot of these videos do, so I'm not going to really spend time on that. Uh, the next thing in the workbook on page 33 is is viewing the second part of the video which I think is where we left off. So we're going to go ahead and show the video that accompanies the bottom of page 33, and then we'll kind of pick up from there.
2: All right. Somebody want to hit
0: the lights? That was cool what you did last week. Get
2: it hit it harder. Get it harder.
3: We've been talking about the fact that non-Christians have a conscience, a place of the knowledge of right and wrong. And you and I as Christians also have a conscience, and God speaks to us through our conscience. It's kind of like God's hotline from heaven, and he's calling every Christian to get up out of their seat and begin to seek and save the lost, to share their faith with those who are perishing. Now, you and I have two choices. We can either answer that call and demonstrate our love for God, true worship, which is obeying his commands, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, or we could muffle the sounds of our conscience and silence the call to go out and seek and save that which is lost, going back to the comforts of cozy Christianity. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
4: The conscience seems to be an individual judge on the courtroom of the mind, telling us right from wrong. We've all got it. A lot of people don't know where it comes from. You say it doesn't come from God. Why does it just speak to us about morality? Why not other things? I mean, you've got no control over your conscience. It tells you right from wrong, whether you want to hear it or not. Isn't that right? Well, I think it does a certain analysis. I think it does it in a primal sense. Is murder right or wrong? Murder's wrong. Okay, so there is a moral absolute. You've got a moral absolute somewhere. Is rape wrong? Rape is wrong. Yeah, and where do you get that from? Why do you believe that? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you? If it's something, this comes back to what Jesus said. It's something, if it's
5: something you don't want to have done to yourself, then don't. It's if you believe in a world like I do, with there's no there's no reward there's no punishment reward and punishment is something created by the human mind are you sure about that? well let me finish if a if reward and punishment is something created by the mind and, there, and you do things nice to other people not because of a belief that you're going to get into heaven or the hope you're going to get into heaven or you stray from doing sins because you're afraid of going to hell you do them something as absolute choice, and you do it without hope of reward, and you do it without fear of consequence, it's choice. And that's the only thing you can ever boil it down to, is because everybody's in, individual conscious, it's
4: truth to you. And if, you know, some people's truth is on the same page, but a lot of it's not. Can I change gears just for a minute? I want to address your conscience now, I've been addressing your intellect, okay? Have you ever told a lie? Of course I have. What does that make you? A liar. Have you ever stolen something? Of course I have. What does that make you? A thief. Have you ever used God's name in vain? I know you don't believe in Him. Of course I do. That's called blasphemy, using God's name as a cuss word to express disgust. Now Jesus said, Whoever looks upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Of course I have. Well, listen, can you tell me your name again? It's Ryan. Ryan? Ryan, by your own admission, you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day whether you believe in Him or not. So if, this is a big if, if God judges you by the Ten Commandments on the Day of Judgment, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? If? you are, I'm guilty. I'm completely guilty. Would you go to heaven or hell? I'd go to hell. Now, does that concern you that there is a chance, because you, you don't know for sure there's no God, there is a chance that God judged you by the Ten Commandments that you'd end up in hell for eternity? No, but rather than um, rather than submit to something out of fear,
5: I'm going to uh, go with what's in my heart, and no, that's not what inside my heart.
4: Could you spell the word shop for me? S-H-O-P. What do you do when you come to a green light? Stop. Green light. Oh, go. See, we tend to go with what's in our heart, but the Bible says he that trusts his own heart is a fool. Never trust your judgments. We can be wrong. We're all wrong. The guy who put the eraser on the end of the pencil knew what he was doing. We tend to make mistakes. But if you make a mistake when it comes to your eternal salvation, it's the ultimate mistake to make because mm-hmm. you're going to lose your soul. Remember you you both like the same thing thing. What's that? You and my father both think the same. Well, thing. That's one where your father must really love you, and he's obviously praying for you, and I care about you, you've obviously had a Christian some sort of Christian upbringing. And you said Jesus' words were a lot of them were extremely profound. I think a lot of them have been lost. And he's the one that said, What shall a profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? He said that people have that people won't even put in the Bible.
5: I mean there's a whole little subcommittee that went on for hundreds and hundreds of years, decided what they wanted in the Bible and what they How do you know that? <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. It's You know what? I you, you, you get told different things. You tell me things, so other people tell me things. I choose.
4: Yeah. Um, do you know why Jesus died on the cross? Uh, to remind people about sacrifice and they've forgotten. Not really. Not according to the Bible. What he was doing was paying the fine for the law that you broke so that you could leave the court on the day of judgment. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquity, So he took the punishment that's due to you and I. And then he rose from the dead and defeated did death. So what Jesus did for you on that cross was um, poured out his life's blood, taking the punishment upon himself so you could go free. And if you'll repent and trust him, God says he'll remit your sins, he'll grant you everlasting life, and then Jesus said, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Do you have a Bible at home? No, I don't. Know. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate your honesty with me. You've been really open. and I trust you'll give some serious thought to what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. I'm, taking, a, uh, I'm taking, a, taking up the Bible and actually getting a good chunk of it done this summer. So. Really? You're going to study the Bible? Yeah. There's no point in talking about something unless you, you've read it. We hope these principles that helps you deal with your fears of sharing your faith. First principle, compassion. Forget about your momentary discomfort and think about the person's eternal torment if they die without Christ. Principle number two, let your weakness become your strength. Let your fears cause you to drop to your knees and pray. That's where you'll find your strength. And number three, get some icebreakers. We can't emphasize enough how much these will help you. It means you can get the message of eternal life into somebody's hands. It means you can do something now. You don't even have to open your mouth to do something significant for the kingdom of God. And principle number four, remember, God
3: has put an ally right in the heart of the sinner. And that is the conscience. And you can work together for your worthy cause. Learn to make contact with that ally by using the moral law, the Ten Commandments, the way Jesus did. Make sure you're here for the next lesson, because in it, Ray and I are going to role play. He's going to play the part of a Christian sharing his faith with me, playing the part of Bob the Atheist, in our next lesson called, Practice What You Preach.
5: Delight. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I met an atheist the other day and he was And uh, you know, he didn't believe in it in anything. So I said, so if you take your pocket watch and you smash it with a hammer into a thousand pieces and you put them into a bag and you shake it. For all eternity, do you think they'll ever put themselves back together again? <laughs> and he just thought about it, and he didn't know what to say after that?
0: All right.
5: Wristwatch. <laughs> 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 Alright,
0: so, it's interesting, in our workbook, on page 33... We see a little note from that guy because in the video Ryan that we just saw was kind of—he was kind of a goof—and uh, apparently maybe he did read his Bible because he has this little testimony here that. That he no longer believes those things, that he's come around. It doesn't actually say that he's accepted Christ, but yeah, So
5: this is this
0: is him that uh-huh. we yeah. This is Ryan.
2: I saw that in our example,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, so that's kind of cool. I didn't that, pick up on that, yeah. I, I was hoping that showed Ryan because I hadn't seen the video yet until today, but but I read Ryan's testimony here. So even though Ray, you know, and just like us, when you're talking to somebody, planting the seed, just like you did, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy came around later, and you're planting the seed. that's just what we do. So that's what Ray did. That's so, good. All right. Next page on the workbook. Glad you said that. All right. So we did. Yes. Uh, Becca, yes.
5: Do you have one that I
0: can buy? Yes. Workbook. Let me see here. Kevin, you got one, too? Or? Is everybody here? Sure. I don't think I have please. one. We are, are, are we're up. We're up. We're yeah, don't have it. We are bone dry. All those four we got I guess they're out. Oh, okay, I see. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So in the work, I'll read the question. That way you guys kinda kinda of follow along. And and this is what we talked about last week. Steve asked the question what experiences have you had that you want to talk about where your conscience spoke to you to you know, your Holy Spirit's prompting you. Connie talked about the lady at the thrift store, Sarah's talked about people that she's run across. Uh, so we kind of covered that one. We didn't really talk about number two. How can you appeal directly to the human conscience as as you speak to sinners about salvation? Um, and that's kind of what Ray has been teaching us. And I, w- this is what I like about the way of the Master. I'm going to use myself as an example. And, I, and this may apply to some of you too or people that we know. I was a skeptic when I was 18, 18, 19 years old. Uh, I was a goof, like the guy The guy was there. I had my own set of rules. I didn't really believe the Bible um, that was really the Word of God. So when a Christian, you know, I've told you guys before, I went to concerts, and Christians would always give me these tracks, and I always hated that. I, I If a Christian would have come up to me and started talking to me about, the Bible says this, the Bible says that, I'd be kind of like that guy that I don't really believe all of that. So you're not you know it's bouncing off of me but the way of the master doesn't use that it, it uses your conscience is what we've talked about and, and i did have my own sense of right and wrong we all do god gives us that so that's what's uh good about the way of the master is not dealing with the intellect and we've we've talked about that a lot so that's that's the way i was he called it your inner ally your inner ally, yes. Or the person you're witness to as an inner ally. Yeah, and that was cool the way he said that yeah. that. yeah, that we can think of someone else's conscience as our ally. We need to reach that person Yeah. because that will convict. And that's what we're going to see today in the book of Acts in a second here because uh, we have a cool example we're going to go through. Um, question three. We did describe the human conscience. I think Rosie was uh, hit, it, hit it right on the head it's, it's our inner sense of right and wrong is our conscience and the next one what does the word conscience mean that's what we talked about and this is why I always thought of conscience it's con-science that's the way I always remember to spell it those are based on two Latin words con means like with or together you know, like construct, conform uh, lots of con words, <laughs> Kevin.
5: So, like, if if you have three circles, and you got your body, soul, and spirit, and then where those circles intersect, you got your mind, will, emotions, and dead center is the conscience.
0: Yeah, that's that's good. It's it's your inner you. All right. So the word conscience, con science, con meaning with together, science. is to know something it's knowledge so our conscience is when we're agreeing with ourself about some behavior or or thing that's where the Latin and the Greeks come up with that word oh am I in the middle Uh, It's hard to follow people on there. Because when Steve's up here, I'm all the time moving it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what conscience means. So it's the inner, like Kevin said, it's our our inner self or or the meeting place of our minds and emotions and and feelings. All right, number five. How carefully did you listen to the voice of your conscience before you were saved, before you come to Christ? Did you listen to your own conscience? Kevin, you're laughing. Negative. 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 I kind of did.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> who who listened to their own conscience when you before you knew Christ? If if you sensed something was right or wrong, you followed your own conscience. I
1: could feel it, but I always like repressed it. Yeah, that's it what. I, like, yeah. It over the side or. But, I, I mean, I I could
0: feel it. You knew you were doing wrong. It was still
1: there. Yeah, it was that still was there for sure. But, but you still I chose
0: like. Eh. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did, too. That's what we do.
2: Hey, Jim. Yes, ma'am. When I, that, when I took that credit card, you know, 13, well, uh, 10 years ago, and when I took the credit I knew I was in a wrong, but I did it because, I think I pushed my conscience. I knew it was wrong. Yeah. But I did it anyway, and then I tried to make Reasons why it was okay.
0: Justifying our own behavior, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, what it, that's what I did. So we. I do. felt
2: so bad about it, believe it and I just lies. kept pushing it away. Yeah. Because I didn't want to take responsibility, just like when I was doing the gambling and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, You that's, know, to lie
2: to everybody, and you're not as bad as somebody else. You know, you.
0: Yeah. Are. Oh yeah. You're I don't. At least I don't do yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I, don't. <laughs> I haven't shot nobody. I haven't, yeah. shot nobody. I haven't yeah. ran over a car. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna make this money back. Yeah. yeah. Make it okay.
0: That's true. But
2: I, I did. I did have my conscience. And it still didn't
0: work out. No, I know. It never does not uh, until we, we come to Christ. All right, that brings us to number six on our workbook. Man is at war against God. What what Bible verse tells us that we have a God-given ally, our conscience. Uh, I didn't look up any verses on that. I know in 1 in Corinthians there's some verses. We're actually going to go through it when we go through the book of Acts here in a second. So we'll we'll table that alright, leader's quote uh, that time talks about some middle English or some old English stuff, wasn't going to cover that really you can read that preacher's progress, that's another role play like me and Pat did a few weeks ago wasn't going to really spend time on that alright, the homework though because we're kind of closing this chapter 3 and this is, this is a homework and this will come up again next week when we do chapter 4 so this is homework for the overcoming your fear chapter and there's two things here first one it's kind of weird it, it, it's saying that we need to stand in front of a mirror and practice approaching someone and sharing your faith yeah that's kind of weird
5: I laugh at myself yeah I make fun of
0: myself <laughs> well we do too so that works out <laughs> uh, yeah so, so anyway that, that's one thing you can do you can read about how to do that the second one I did want to talk about is the real world application of carrying tracks. And we've talked about this before in this class. I and, and reading tracks was a big part of me of tenderizing my heart. So whenever I I, I read these tracks for years. As I went to these rock concerts, you know, these guys would give me these tracks. I would I would ridicule them. I would openly like tease them. I would stick the track in my pocket, and then later that night I would take it out and read it because I was curious. Because I knew I was in the wrong on on life. My conscience was bothering me, so I'd read these tracks. Uh, so they were a big part of tenderizing my heart. So whenever I got saved, uh, I've been passing out tracks ever since, and I I, I keep them in all my cars, um, and I I just pass them out everywhere. And I've got all kinds of them that I use. The church we have excellent tracks out here in this track stand. I, I get stuff out of there a lot. And what this little homework exercise is 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 just. Um, and I have a word I use. I call it track up. Anytime I go into a, a store, I always tell Sherry I got track up. You know, I, I keep them in my pockets. So, you know, I'd encourage all of us this week to start tracking up. You know, stop at the, the little carousel here and get you some tracks and get into the habits of leaving them. And the, the workbook here gives us some examples of how to leave tracks. Actually, I was going to – can you hand me my tracks there? Well, here's a box of. Oh, this Steve did. Yeah, that's pats. We passed those out. These are the tracks I use. I've been buying these for a while now. And the reason I like these is they're very simple. It's this God's Simple Plan of Salvation. And about five or six years ago, we, we actually put Steve's name. It's got a contact on it. Yeah, these are everywhere.
5: <laughs> does, it, does it say uh, Four Arts of Salvation?
0: Come again? What
5: does it say on the front?
0: the seven, God's Simple Plan of Salvation. It's a, it's a simple little track that basically walks someone through the gospel. And I like these because it has contact information for our church, which it doesn't matter what track you use. This is my personal favorite. So I've got these in all my cars. And here's how you, you give them out. It's very technical. You just do this. You leave it somewhere. You don't have to do anything. Somebody
1: I, left one on our windshield at Kohl's.
0: Oh, I did that. It was one of these. Yeah, it was about a yeah. about a year ago. I seen your truck at Kohl's. Yep. I left it on the windshield wiper or something. We're like, hey, got Steve's table. I leave. I have these in all my cars. I mean, if I when I go to sure, you have a couple of them. So you saw us and didn't even say hello. Didn't even say no. Just to make sure. Just leave it. I just left it. did <laughs> and, and there's a nice little list in our book here. So, in shopping carts. Yeah. Anytime I take a shopping cart back at Walmart, I did this the other night when I was at Walmart. I always like fold it where the child seat is, wow. and then so it's stuck in there. It won't fall out. So the next person is going to see it. So I leave them there. I leave them in, I've left them in in uh, clothes pockets in stores. I'll just stick it in a pair of pants or something. gas stations i always leave them in gas stations in the stalls so people need reading material so i'm going to provide reading material Uh, i leave them in all the gas pumps that i use i mean i just leave them everywhere and it's gotten to be such a habit over the years Uh, even like me and sherry walking trails and in my backpack i always have tracks and i leave them like miles out there'll be a a sign and i'll I'll leave a track there yeah becca yeah
1: it's a good idea. Well, I work at Sam's Club, so I'm, I'm in maintenance, so I'm all over the store. Oh, yeah. I lay
0: them out through the store and well, upstairs that is, in the break room. Well, that's cool. That's good. And, and like they say, when you do something for 30 days, it becomes a habit. So just get in the habit of, of leaving tracks, leaving the gospel here and there. Uh, I think it's very cool. And we had a, does anyone remember Mike Van Horn? Yeah. He came here about two, three years ago. He is like the trackmeister. He is all about leaving tracks. and He even gave me the good idea of when you stay in a hotel, unroll the toilet paper about three feet and then roll it back up with tracks in it. And I thought, and I've been doing that. That is really cool. But he had all kinds of cool ideas. So this, this whole list here, just kind of look over it and... Get excited about leaving tracks. I leave them in all the beer cases, like a Walmart. I fold these up and I'll stick them in like beer, like six packs or whatever, so someone's got to read it when they're popping a cold one. Uh,
2: I had a deer run right across my yard and had
0: one. Of them. Did you put it on
1: him?
0: No, not yet. <laughs> so, anyway, I leave them everywhere. Be out, anywhere I go in the United States, I leave these things. Um, all right, so that, that's kind of the tracks. Yeah, and, and like I said, we do have really good ones out here, so mm-hmm. look through our carousel.
5: That would be really good if we could uh, learn learn the verses,
0: the, the Romans Road verses. Yeah, well, that's kind of in these tracks. Like, if you get a good track, you can get one that you like that has has all that in it. So, now... Another reason I do it, I do it to share my faith and to kind of get the gospel where I can't go, but we all know that there will be a day in the future, there's a future event coming where we're going to stand before the Lord, and it's going to be your performance review of how you did with what you had here on earth, and part of the... Reward that we get are the people that we 've led to Christ or had a real influence in bringing into the kingdom, so i 'm hoping these tracks will pay off for me when i 'm standing before the Lord and there 'll be like an army of people I got saved in the quick trip bathroom or you know something like that well, this is the track because of a track I left, so yeah so, so i 'm I'm hoping on that That's great.
5: so of course by then we'll probably be be knowing of a lot more stuff, so we'll yeah.
0: probably know exactly who 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 got saved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reading or, or at least we tenderized their hearts. Yeah. You know, like that lady that Sarah seen. Maybe she'll go to. I was at Dollar Store Friday. I left tracks mm-hmm. there at that Dollar by Sutherland's. Actually, I think I have seen you. Were you at Sutherland's?
1: Oh, I delivered it on Friday home right there. So like I go, Okay. Like, the Comfort in, they order a
0: lot. So. Okay, so I thought I saw you driving out and I wasn't sure. So anyway, all right, so that covers that. So now for the deeper study in the workbook on page 38, it's got us going to Acts 24.10 because what this is, this passage, we're going to kind of un- unpack a little bit of this. This is Paul showing us how he does the way of the Master, uh, and it's, it's got a lot of good examples and principles for us. All right, so let me get—I got like multiple pieces of paper here. Acts twenty-four is where we're going to head to. All right, candy bar bonus question.
5: Yeah. dollar. Oh.
0: Does anyone, can anyone tell us who wrote the book of Acts?
5: Luke. Uh, but more than one. It was Paul and...
0: Actually wrote the book of Acts, not in the book of Acts. It. it was Luke. Our buddy Luke wrote the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke wrote Acts and, and, and Luke. Yes, that is true. Because in our New Testament, Luke wrote more of the New Testament than any other writer. But that's... that's other thing all right so Luke wrote the book of Acts and it, here's what's kind of cool when Luke writes in Acts about Paul and his witnessing and all his preaching that he does you know he really paints a picture of like Paul as this great orator fearless bold standing before kings and uh, and being all that and which he was uh, so, Luke kind of portrays him like that, but whenever you read paul's own testimony that Paul himself wrote in like Corinthians and Galatians and some of these other books, he was afraid, just like we are. He was afraid of uh, of different things and he, he he doesn't he didn't feel like he was a good speaker he didn't think he had it all together sometimes. He has the same fears we do. So, the way the Master Workbook has us go into Acts 24, because this is a good example where Paul is put in a situation like we are, and and how Paul was not fearful, and why wasn't he fearful? Because he should have been, we would have been, I would have been. Because uh, Paul, you know, like I say, Paul was afraid. There, there. I think there's seven or eight verses where Paul actually says, "I was afraid," but we just don't see Paul that way Uh, because Acts tells a different story Um, actually let's look at Acts 18.9 real quick I made a note this is one of the places where in Acts
2: 18.9
0: remember Paul during his missionary journeys he went to a city called Corinth which I've, I've often called like Vegas it's like Sin City It was like one of the most sinful cities in in Greece. Paul goes to Corinth, and he's afraid to share his faith and to preach to these people. So look down at verse 9, Acts 18, 9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. First thing he says, Don't be afraid, but speak, hold not thy peace. Don't be afraid to hold back. Let these guys have it with both barrels. Mm -hmm. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. So he's given Paul a promise. I've given you what to say. Don't be afraid. No one's going to hurt you. Preach it with, you know, bring the thunder.
2: Well, he's not afraid of himself. He's afraid of what people are going
0: to do. What they're going to do to him. Yep. He's afraid. So
2: he's not fearful like we are.
0: Uh, he's afraid. I'm sure he is. He's a human. You know, um, okay. Let me well, give you example.
2: His an ex- fear was a little bit more than rejection I'm kind of
0: getting at. Oh, his fear was a death. Right. Stoning. Right. Yeah, he had the physical abuse.
1: That would be yeah. so scary. Like, I don't think <laughs> if I share my faith, I'm going to get killed.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's what the way the Master is wanting us to realize yeah. is that our fear is nothing compared to what Paul's afraid of. You know, I go into a lot of meetings at work with executives sometimes, all these CIOs and and, and people. I go to meetings with people sometimes that with a pen could just deny my bonus. They could deny a promotion for me. They could put me on a list to lay off. So I can be kind of fearful of these guys, what they can do to me. So when I walk into a room... And we all do this. We kind of take the temperature of what's going on and, and kind of know what we can and can't say.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So when they're all in there talking about chiefs and royals, I can't go in there bashing chiefs and royals. I've got to be wise. Raiders. Well, I just don't follow on that close, you know, or something. But I mean, anyway, we're all we're all afraid of, of that kind of stuff. Speaking of mine. Um probably eat it. Okay, so let's go to Acts twenty four. All right, like I say, this is where Paul is an example to us. And I know I get bogged down, but I've got to set up this the story a little bit here at Acts 24 Paul has already done his three missionary journeys. He's been in ministry for a while now. At Acts 24 he's already wrote the book of Romans and he's already written the book of 1st and 2nd Corinthians and he's already written the book of Galatians. So I mean, he's seasoned, he's done some stuff. He's been stoned, he's been in jail. He's done a lot of stuff. Well, God told him he's going to Rome. So he knows that promise. God says, you're going to Rome. Well, Paul said, let me go to Jerusalem first. I'm going to witness to my people again. Because you know he was a Jew. So he wanted to go to Jerusalem to reach his family. So he goes to Jerusalem and they capture him, the Jews do, and they're getting ready to like stone him or kill him or treat him badly. And the Romans, it's actually Paul's, Paul had a sister and he clued in the Romans on this plan that the Jews had. And so they, the Romans captured Paul to save him from the Jews. The Romans bring Paul to this guy named Felix that we're going to be talking about. This is in North Israel, in Caesarea. And, and Paul Felix is the governor of the area. Felix is a wicked, wicked man. He was a slave he was a Roman slave, he's a Roman his brother somehow ended up high in power of Rome the empire and pulls his brother out of slavery and sticks him on the throne to be the governor of this area he's a wicked guy he persecutes Christians he loves bribery He's been married three or four times, history tells us, by the time of this event. So he's not a good guy. So that's who Paul's going to stand against. And and, and Felix, when Paul stands before Felix, he can just, you know, kill him or let him live. I mean, it's that kind of thing. He's really afraid for his life, but he's not afraid. All right, so let's pick it up. Verse 24, verse 1. After five days, Ananias, the high priest, descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus. Who informed the governor against Paul? The Jews have hired a high-powered Kardashian kind of lawyer that they're going to they're going to present Paul before this governor Felix. Verse two. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, "Seeing by that, seeing that by thee, we enjoy great quietness." All right. So first thing, Tertullus starts buttering up Felix. He starts laying it on thick. He says, Felix, we enjoy much quietness under you, and that very worthy, your worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence. We accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. You know, you're all that, Felix. We love you. Verse four. Long live Felix. Long live Felix. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's doing the same thing our lawyers do. Notwithstanding, I pray, you know, be, don't be tedious. Uh, I pray that you, thou wouldst hear us of the clemency of a few words. He's saying, hear us out. We're going to tell you about this bad guy, Paul. All right, so the accusations of Paul start in verse 5. And Paul's standing here in front of all this. He's in court. And then the lawyer says in verse 5, For we have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world he's a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes who hath also gone about to profane the temple whom we took and would have judged according to our law so that's the accusation he accuses Paul of three things he's a pest in the empire sedition so he's, he's accusing Paul of going against the Roman government treason and then uh, he's a ringleader in the sect of the Nazarenes, which those are the Christians. Jesus was a Nazareth, so that's actually true. Paul was kind of a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes because he's going around preaching Jesus of Nazareth. But he's saying he's you know he's against Jewish law at that point, so he's against Roman law. He's a treason guy. He's against Jewish law, preaching the Nazarene doctrine. And then number six, the verse six, profaning the temple, now he's against God's law. So they're like trying to box Paul in that you're guilty of you know under Roman law, Jews law and God's law. So he's he's they're putting it on thick alright verse 7 the chief captain came and uh, this is a lawyer explaining what happened that the Roman captain Lysias came upon us and with great violence took him, Paul, away from our hands commanding his accusers to come unto the I'm going to try to skip down here he's basically telling Felix that the Roman guards took Paul so the Jews couldn't kill him and now they're here in court to, to settle it Alright, so now Paul gets to speak. Here's his answer in verse 10. Then Paul, after that the governor had beckoned unto him to speak, and he answered. Paul says, For as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Because that thou mayest understand that there are yet twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. So, Paul's saying, I've been in Jerusalem for 12 days. Five of these days he's been in jail, but he didn't even mention that. So then verse 12, And they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people. So, he's behaving in the synagogues. And verse 13, Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. And then verse 14, he says, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way... Which they call heresy. So worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the Law and the Prophets. All right, the way. I don't know. You've probably heard, but I have all. I have all the ways highlighted in my Bible. The way is what the early Christians were called. It was. It was that way. The way. That's that's the sect of the Nazarenes that they're referring to. That's early, early Christianity was called the way. Because Jesus said, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life by me. So they nicknamed him the way. So in verse 14, he says, But this I confess that after the way, which they call heresy, I do worship God. All right. And I have hope toward God. But he believes the law and the prophets. And then verse 16. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. So he's starting to hone in on the conscience here. He's saying, and he's talking to Felix, this wicked, wicked dude that has killed people, you know, broken up marriages, he's a bribe, he does all that. And Paul is saying, I have a clean conscience before God and men." And you know Felix doesn't. He does not have a clean conscience. And then Paul continues, uh, verse 17, Now after many years I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with multitude or tumult. He's talking about how peaceful he is. He's, he's patriotic, he's peaceful, he's, he's in the temple. Uh, Verse 19 says, My accusers ought to have been here before thee and object, or else let these same say. He said, My my accusers are gone. Uh, Skipping down verse 22. Okay, well, then Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way. That that again is the new Christianity that's being birthed. He deferred them. And uh, so Felix. This is what we've talked about before. Whenever you're witnessing to people, and Paul has been witnessing to Felix, Felix says, "Nah, not right now." In uh, the verse 23, um, he commanded a sheratirion to keep Paul. Felix said, "Put him back in jail. Let him have liberty. Give him some freedom. He should forbid none of his acquaintances to come, so people can come to him." So Felix kept him in jail. In then verse 24. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he, Felix, sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. All right, so Felix and his wife, Drusilla, and she was a Jew. She was also bad. History tells us a lot of bad things about her. She's only like 20 years old. She's been married three, two or three times, and it's, it's a mess. Felix and Drusilla don't have Netflix, so when they want entertainment, they'll go send for Paul to come in, and I'm going to hear more about that way. All right, so this is what this is. I think where the way the Master wants us to hone in on verse 25. This is where this is where Paul goes full on Ray Comfort, and he starts, starts starts doing this. So look at verse 25. And am talking about Paul. And he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Felix trembled. And he answered, go thy way this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. And verse 26, he hoped that money, Felix hoped that money should have been given to him of Paul... Where he would have set him loose, wherefore he sent for him the oftener. He sent for him all the time, hoping Paul would pay him and and bail himself out. And he communed with him. All right. A whole lot to unpack here. I don't really have time. But I want to concentrate on verse 25. This is the way of the master. This is where he goes, like, you know, full on ray comfort. He's basically saying. Good day, Felix. Have you ever told a lie? You know, that's the way he's getting ready to do to Felix here. Because in verse 25, he reasoned of righteousness. There are three things he reasons with. And these are the three things that that the way the master does righteousness. He starts talking to Felix about righteousness, God's standard of moral conduct. I'm sure Paul took him back to Exodus 20 to the Ten Commandments to let Felix know this is what God expects of us that we're not to lie, we're not to thieve, we're not to have other gods above him so he's, he's preaching the righteousness to Felix this unrighteous wicked dude temperance that's self control Yes. and he's saying this guy Felix has like no self control history tells us that so Paul's zeroing in on what God wants you to be and how you're really being. Uh, you know, he's the adulterer, he's he's wanting money, that's why he keeps sending for Paul. And uh in
5: jail, how's gonna
0: get money? Yeah, his friends, I guess. His friends will bail him out. I mean, we've all bailed our friends out, I think. Um and then judgment to come, he starts telling Felix. God wants you to act this way you're acting this way and now judgment is going to come your way and that's kind of the same thing we do with the, the way of the master and that's what finally got to me when I when you realize my own self control was out so that's where he's going full on rate comfort on Felix here and it's really cool <laughs> and then it says Felix trembled so now the tables have turned started out Paul should have been afraid he wasn't well, now Felix is afraid. He's trembling. And that's what we see people do in these videos, is when Ray kind of gets them to, to look at themselves and they self-evaluate. Now they're trembling. I need to get saved. I remember the day when I really, light like, come on, I knew how to get saved. I trembled. And I could not wait to get back to church that night to get saved because I didn't I didn't know a lot I didn't realize I could just got saved right there in my car but I got to come back tonight and get saved so I trembled and that's what Felix is doing here Um, okay now I wanted to look at a couple more verses here about Paul being actually let's look at the book let's see what the book picks up alright so that's what happened that's what they go through in the way the master book in Acts 24 Um, the Greek word used in Acts 24 okay yeah verse 16 yeah look at verse 16 when Paul's talking to Felix he says I hear and herein do I exercise myself to always have a conscience void of offense toward God you know Felix did not have a good conscience toward God or men Well, Paul is, and this is, I don't want to go, okay. People think it's easy being good. It's not sometimes. It's hard to be good. And Paul is telling him, I exercise myself. He works at controlling his self-control. You know, and he works at following God's laws. You know, this doesn't come natural to any of us. And that's what he's telling Felix is that you're not, I have a hard time doing it. If I work at it, you're not doing it at all. So well, that's why he ends up trembling. So that's kind of what it means in that in the, in the workbook. On I kind of
2: like the life of Joseph, because if you really follow it, it's not that he didn't tell lies, but he was honest—not just the way he said, but the way he lived. Once he got past being sold.
0: Yes. He, okay. Uh, he, he was really honest with
2: what the spaces property. You know. Oh, the of her Life. Yeah. Potiphar Yeah. In the prison. Uh, yep. And he was promoted all this way but it's because he
0: wanted
2: that honesty mm-hmm. in his life so he was accountable to no man but only God. Mm-hmm. Because there's a freedom there.
0: There is, exactly. He did work at it. That's, that's what Paul did here. All right, so uh, question two on the workbook, page 38. It talks about strive, being exercise, working. Um, I'm going to skip through, look at the good questions here. Um. So, all right that's why okay we talked about verse, okay, question five we talked about that when Felix wanted to hear Paul talk about the faith uh, he probably didn't realize Paul going to come at him with both barrels and make him tremble or he wouldn't have called for him but he did um, all right I'm looking at page 41 how does the content of Paul's message assist the Holy Spirit Kind of talked about that, you know, getting in touch with the inner ally of Felix. This is what he did. Um, yeah, let's read Romans two fourteen and 15, uh, yeah, let's go to Romans two here. This describe this is question six on page forty one. According to Romans two fifteen, what did Felix's conscience do as he listened to Paul? Yes. And remember, Paul has already written this book. So he knows exactly what he's doing. So Romans two, verse 15.
5: It's
0: a bore witness. Uh, well, I'm going to pick it up in verse 14. And this is, this is where the way the master kind of hones in. Uh, that the gent- for when the Gentiles, which we are all Gentiles. For when the Gentiles which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, These Gentiles, not having the law, are a law unto themselves. Seems kind of like doublespeak, but it's basically saying when people that don't believe the Bible, like Ryan here, and then he's quoting the Bible like Ryan did, uh, they still have God's law on their heart. All people have God's laws in their heart. He knew it was wrong to kill. He knew it was wrong to lie. He knew it was wrong to rape. So that's what this verse is saying. And then verse 15... "...which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing them." So they have a conscience to accuse them. That's why Felix trembled. Paul was striking a nerve with Felix. And that's what we're to do with the way of the Master. Alright, so that kind of answers that one. Now number 7, verse uh, question number 7 on page 41. This is really cool. I'm glad they kind of close with this uh, 1 Corinthians 9 and, and what the workbook says here it says read this verse the first time as it's written and then read it again as your personal prayer to God beginning with dear father So let's do that. Let's read it that way. And we're going to start in verse 16. And remember, Paul has already written this book when he's standing before Felix. So this is Paul's mindset. And it says, Dear Father, verse 16, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant to all, that I might gain more. Under the Jews I become a Jew, that I might gain the Jews unto them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law as without the law being not without the law to God but under the law to Christ that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak I became weak that I might gain the weak I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. So. amen I mean that is that is really a cool prayer he is all things to all people that he may save some mm. so that's, that's pretty cool now so then back on overcoming fear why Paul there's no indication here in Acts 24 the account we read that Paul was afraid to stand in front of Felix that day why do you think that is why wasn't Paul afraid? It's the same reason, us. Because
2: he's afraid of God more than he is man.
0: That's good. That is true.
2: He didn't think he did anything wrong.
0: That's true, too.
5: Assured
0: him. That's. Good. Man, give that man a candy, a candy bar. There you go, Sean. What
1: did he say? That man got it right on ahead.
0: head. And this is the key for us. All right, here's the deal. And back in Acts 23, a few chapters before this, God gave Paul a promise you're going to go to Rome just like Sean said He, God told him he's going to Rome he gave him a promise Paul believed that promise he believed it enough that when he was here in this Roman court in Caesarea which is still in Israel northern Israel he knew that was going to happen to him he knows he's going to Rome because God told him so so he's not fearful here. He's just being Paul, being honest. And I have all these bullet points about breaking down his response, but I'm not going to go through it. But God gives us the same promises. You know, one of my favorite is Psalms 37:25, And I, I use this a lot whenever I'm working with somebody and they're, they're afraid of losing their job or something. Psalms 37:25, David wrote, King David wrote, I've been old and I've been young and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. I love that verse. I claim it all the time when I think I'm going to lose my job or something, I think something bad's going to happen to Jim. If I stick with God and I I I have I hold his hand in life, he's not going to forsake me and I'm not going to be on the corner of 58 and 71 begging for bread because that that thing the way he treats his children. So I love that verse. So I've been given that promise. We've all been given lots of promises that God will supply all our need, and you know, in Christ Jesus, Paul wrote that in Philippians. Um, so Paul believed the promises that God gave him, so he wasn't fearful. So we have the same charge that he's given us: even more promises that he's going to take care of us. People might reject us when we're talking to them, giving out tracts. But like Connie said, it's like nothing. They're not going to stone us in the square. So there's no reason to be fear. So that's that's kind of how you overcome the fears. Just kind of putting it all in perspective, trusting the Lord, uh, believing the promises that He's He's given us. So, any questions? Any comments? I didn't give out as many candy bars. I should have. Anyone want a candy bar? Anybody Jones in for a candy bar? We
1: have
0: donuts. Oh yeah, we did have donuts. So we have a lot of chocolates that are sweets today. Alright, All right, so now next week is we're gonna start in chapter four, like like the video said, practicing what to preach. So what what's your homework this week?
1: Stand before the mirror.
0: Stand in front of the mirror, practice, uh, oh, and grab you, yes, grab you a handful of tracks this morning sometime, and, and start getting in the habit of sharing your faith through the tracks. Track up, as Jim says. Yeah. Yeah, with tracks on it. Yeah, I've got little wallets, but I just keep them in my car. All right, that's it for me. Uh, do you want to close or close out or? A machine gun yeah. alright let's close we'll uh, head on in the big service Lord I do thank you this morning for all you do for us Lord every day and I just thank you so much for your word that we have to study it's such a joy to break it open Lord and have you speak to us and, and uh, thank you for all the promises you've given us and pray Lord that we would uh, just develop a boldness Lord to go out and share our faith with others that this world is just dying and going to hell and really needs to hear your message and just thank you for it uh, be with us this morning as we go into service and just speak to us, Lord. And uh, it's in your name, of pray, Amen. Amen.
2: And may the Chiefs win today.
0: Are they playing? Yes, I don't even know. <laughs> play They're playing.
2: Numbers. Oh, and back close.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that
5: one. <laughs>
0: I'll grab a donut if there's any left. Hey, Sean, Sean, how are you doing, man? Good, how are you? We're good. Thank you guys for the
2: donut. Yeah. We
0: should have put a candle on it. Oh, don't worry,
2: Jimmy. Jimmy's on Jimmy your gun. Do you remember your Oh my my can, can we check um, out of this You bet. Right. hasn't it's hit yet. No. you yet. Don't like you all to beat you up. Uh, no, he got me a pack of uh, depends. Oh, he's so Yeah. I told him, just keep it up. We'll <laughs> yeah. Oh, he tells me all the time. He goes, "Give me depends pins when we go on the next trip," because I'm.